It's Saturday, April 29th, and this is episode 27 of The Mike Newman Show, where once again, I know you'd be surprised if it was anything different, but uh, Dr. Tim and I meet up again for breakfast at our favorite Boston area eatery, and for another episode of Breakfast with Dr. Tim. So sit back, relax, and join us right now mid-conversation as I just hit record and found a good place to break in. Catch you at the end. Uh, one of the, one of the guys very very well known that uh, does a lot of speaking and, and mm-hmm. writing and, 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 and has observed that with AI systems that it, it, we've we've already gone past the point where you tell an AI powered system what to do, but rather you negotiate with it. Yeah, and that's what I find that with with my smart TV, even mm-hmm. I I actually have to negotiate with it. Uh, uh, and, and one of the things I note is that periodically when I, I'll fire it up, uh, power it up, it doesn't come up in allowing me to select something. It comes up in the middle of not precisely an uh, not precisely an advertisement, although mm-hmm. that's what it is. But it's a it's a um, sample of some. It's like a trailer channel. of a show, or not a trailer of a show, oh, but a, but, like... a, but a, a, a sample of a new channel that I huh. I could uh, a streaming channel that I could. Yeah, you you insert. might be interested in this. Yeah, but but and I can't get out of it. I can't get past it. The only way I get out of it is I power it off. I power wow. my TV off, okay, and then power it back up again, and it'll start up in a different mode. But so so that's kind of huh. that's kind of my 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 mode of negotiating with it is. I say, oh, I don't want that, so I kill it, and then start it again, and it'll start somewhere different the next time through. I bought a smart TV, it was a uh, Vizio, probably uh, four years ago now, and it's a it's got a nice display, and the mm-hmm. only thing I have against it now is every now and then I've, I've been looking at, it'll flash, the, it has trouble with uh, contrast sometimes, and it will auto-darken certain areas of the screen, which drives my wife nuts. But what was driving her nuts about it before then, and me as well, is the slow response of the smart TV's um, menuing system. Right. So finally, I just gave up, and, and I think it's one of, one of your maxims is, um, well, you're just not spending enough money yet. Or maybe, maybe that was Scott's. I don't remember. But you know, you're you're obviously not. You, Mo- have, you haven't thrown enough money at the problem yet. An awful lot of my a lot awful lot of my profound observations are things that I I generally are derivatives of something I heard from Scott. So. Yeah. So he's, I had he's not- been around longer than we have. So <laughs> I'm sure he's. <laughs> who who knows what he's getting his derivatives from? But uh, so I'm like, I just need to go out and get the latest Roku Ultra slam yep. machine thing and that's zippy yep. uh, and so yeah the tv is now just the tv there there's no smartness to it anymore i just would like it to get out of the way of the audio getting to the sound bar you know and i, I really sound like um someone who spends too much time with their tv okay. at this point but Anyway, well, if you if you pay attention, I, I, I write across an, an interesting characteristic of my the uh, the smart TV that we have in our family room. So our main TV, mm-hmm. we, we we I, I got a, I got a small smart TV for my bedroom, and then they've permeated the house. Now I think I have three or four of okay. them at, located in various places. But but one we have a we have a big big screen for the our family room mm-hmm. where we watch TV. 
And I, I observed last night that, uh, I, and I, I was, been, I found it curious because I don't quite, quite know how they do it. But the remote, so so you, you have to learn a different type of remote each each time you each get a new TV. Each version of the TV. Yeah. Yeah. And and you know, you, if you think about it, there there are there are certain operations that you need to be able to do to make selections, mm-hmm. but the various remotes use different ways of doing that. Okay. So for our main TV, the remote doesn't have any numbers on it. Hmm. So you cannot That's select true. a, yeah. you, you can't directly select a channel to go to, but rather you have to go through a little process of, Clicking this button, it pops you up a screen of numbers, and you select the number that you of the channel that you want, and then uh. you say enter, and it goes to do it. Okay, so okay, I'm 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 watching channel uh, 26, uh-huh. and I really want to watch channel 155. So okay. rather than individually click channels up to that, I go through this little process, uh-huh. and that's fine. I've I've learned how to do it, and I can. I can change channels pretty easily that way. Mm-hmm. But last night I, I found that uh, I, I wanted to select a channel, but I was on the Spectrum startup channel. Okay, so, oh, yeah. Spe- so Spectrum has their know, default default channel. Yeah. And I found that it would not, that particular channel would not let me change channels through my remote. I had to I had to do an individual click to get one channel up, and, oh. and then it would and then that, it would that channel would would let me enter a new channel number. And wow. I say I, I say, as I say I don't know how they did that, but somehow they there's always a special case. Yeah, they, there's always an exception. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah. an asterisk in the instruction yeah, manual somewhere. Well, certainly in the the marketing team decided that yeah. that, that that needed to be that way. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, well that's a good little preamble run up i'll probably just grab a spot in there and whatever yeah wherever just, we, <laughs> whenever it almost got interesting I, well, I, I, I was curious when i, I i'm not sure i did, thought we were going to be talking but then as i got into it and i noticed that you seem to be happy with it i thought uh, okay he'll handle it somehow it's kind of like you know this yeah. this that, that is this podcast we we just we we interrupt our chat with microphones in front of our faces and yeah. and we just keep going but I'd like to, i'd like to interrupt this chat with a different chat yeah <laughs> well we did uh, kind of where we left off last time. We were pretty stoked about a, a certain rocket launch that, cool, that was yes. that was coming up, and um, we 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 totally avoided it during the breakfast part of our breakfast this morning. So, golly, that was the best thing since sliced bread. What happened, Tim? Yeah, it was that was so great, and I I I, I find it interesting. I, I well, the fir- first thing that was really cool about that I, about that whole experience. Was I was I was watching it, uh, I, I watched it through uh, a, uh, a, a your, your my YouTube app or okay. no no it was through through and so uh-huh. it, it was I it, it, I clicked on a, a link mm-hmm. uh, off off of the SpaceX Web, uh, website. website okay and it said you know watch live I clicked on that and and here came up a, a, a live display okay with apparently about three guys that were the commentators talking about it. Mm. I'm really sure by listening to it for a while, I'm pretty sure that these were three guys that were all in their forties that sounded like 12 year old boys living in their mom's basement. 
they okay. were they were they were stoked they yeah. were they <laughs> they were excited about this and i listened to it a bit i thought oh, okay yeah i can deal with this i'll I, hang I, with I, these guys yeah that, that, okay. that I, i'm probably sound a little bit like that as well <laughs> but so they 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 seemed to well I, as a matter of fact these were the, uh, the, the these were the guys that i think owned the van that was sitting relatively close to the launch site Oh, was that and the... the van that was destroyed as the as the rocket took off? Uh, so, so you you they, yeah, they, they the had... one van I saw was like a hatchback or something, and yeah. it had a camera sitting on the roof of it on the back, yeah. and it and it took a chunk of concrete through the back window and kind of crumpled the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I think maybe this is the same. Yeah, one. okay. Yeah. So at any rate, but yep. so so they kind of had their own feeds, all right? Mm-hmm. They they had the they had the the SpaceX feed, but they they kind of had their own as well, and. I'm not sure if it was theirs or the oh, there SpaceX. There were lots feed. of them. It was, but they, the, yeah. the, the one that they kept cutting back to appeared to be a, a crowd of I would have estimated it at two or three, four thousand people on the beach. On the beach, uh, on well, standing standing around the 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 the, 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 the uh, command. What do, what do they call it? Starship command or okay. Star command? Yeah. yeah. But uh, there were there were there were hmm. a large number of people in front of that and. And as they, as you, if, if, if they'd leave a camera on them for a while, mm-hmm. they were they were counting off the the the, uh, the countdown clock, the countdown clock, right? mm-hmm. and and I thought, God, that's you know, that there's a collection of my kind of people. There. Yep, they were they were stoked. They were they were into it, and I must admit that I was into it as well. And, and I, I I was I was intrigued after the fact that. A lot of people, a lot of the hard news people, wanted to take the idea that, uh, well, the, the thing ultimately blew up. How bad was that? It blew up. But I always went back to. I would always go, go back to uh, the. I, I think that it was. It Musk was, it was statement too, a little while ago. Well, well yeah, but it, it actually came more recently from okay. the launch director yeah. and then the the lady that was the that is and I still don't remember her name, the but the lady the CEO of SpaceX. Yep. So her 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 observation was that the, the the primary objective of this launch was to not blow up the launch complex. Mm-hmm. So she had a she had a very very concise goal for for the thing. I think technically they achieved that. However, yeah. Well, the launch. <laughs> we'll the, get to the, that. The, the launch the launch directors then then he had probably the better one. He said that if the if the the vehicle clears the launch tower, mm-hmm. everything else is gravy. Mm-hmm. Right, so so he, yeah. he had he had a little more specific uh, uh, specific approach, but I, I was speaking more to the condition of the, of the launch complex <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. after the launch. No, that, sure, that, the that rocket was... rocket made it nicely out over the Gulf of Mexico, yeah. and you know, so that that was great. It was it was a heck of a show watching oh. the thing launch. I mean, it just sat there, did a kind of a initial slow climb like the Saturn V used to, and then it just took off. You know, but always, meanwhile, we find out that it was digging a hole to China through the concrete. Yep. And that concrete had to go somewhere, <laughs> and it went everywhere. <laughs> well, before the launch, my uh, my my wife and daughter had I can't remember if it was, I think it maybe it was even was last summer had uh, mm-hmm. had uh, taken a few days off and gone down to South Padre Island to, mm-hmm. to lay on the beach and and, uh, and 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 probably get away from me. Uh, for for a couple of days, but anyway, they mm-hmm. had gone and and so we were we were sitting at my at, at dinner and and uh, talking about I was talking about the launch and where yep. it was at Boca Chica and mm-hmm. trying to explain 
to to my wife and daughter where I thought it was relative to South Padre Island. Right. And and I thought that 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 from where I thought it was that they they should have been able to see it when they see drove the tower at least. Yeah. yeah. When they, when they drove on to the South Padre Island and and they they weren't sure that they had seen it and mm-hmm. so. I was curious about how how close it was, and then after the <clears throat> after the launch, I I did read a uh, or I heard a heard, heard a discussion that some of the debris from the from the launch actually came down on South Padre Island. Yep. So I figured that yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's fairly fairly close within within a few miles at any rate. So uh, yeah, and uh, there I saw a video. So. That morning, I got up and I was sitting downstairs, having my coffee, watching on the main TV. <clears throat> Excuse me. And uh, they were kind of like I don't know. It was like 30 minutes before uh, would have been countdown reaching zero. And I was listening to the uh, official SpaceX um, audio, but I think I was watching some other. Um, I, I like Everyday Astronaut. That guy. I'll, I'll watch what they're doing usually. And so SpaceX said, you know, uh, we're, you know, something about pressurizing the tanks or something wasn't going right with the fueling and that they had made a decision that this was going to be a, uh, like a wet launch. Basically they were going to, they were intending not to launch. And so like 30, 40 minutes before launch, I'm like, eh, you know, I got work to do. I'll go upstairs and blah, blah, blah. So I missed the launch live because I, I'm like. <laughs> They're not going to launch. They're just going to go load well, fuel. And what, the, what, load done, what, fuel. what was it? Mon- the Monday was the, we we thought it was going to. Well, yeah, and they canceled go. it. El well, Pronto. But, well, they canceled it, but but that was one where where they did exactly that. They were having trouble with it, and they yeah. said, "Oh, we're going to turn this into a, essentially a live rehearsal." Yep. And we're gonna we're gonna stop the countdown at ten seconds. Mm-hmm. But everything else proceeded as normal, right, right up right down to ten seconds, and then they stopped it, and so. Uh, and this that, one that was the point, kind of thing that they do. Yeah, they said know? that. And I'm like, okay, I was, you know, the, whenever the next window is, maybe it'll be Saturday or Sunday or something, I'll, I'll come back. So I went upstairs, minding my own business. And for some reason, I, I looked at my phone or something, and I figured, well, let's let's see what the final word is on the launch. And it says, uh, <laughs> SpaceX launch after all ends in a rud <laughs> it's like oh man i missed it so of course the next 30 minutes were me scrubbing through video back to see the actual launch yeah. and and that was pretty cool it was kind of you know it was one of those things where we live in a world now where if you miss it it's on replay yep. and it's basically live replay you just, you just slide your Scroll, cursor back yeah, slide right. the cursor back yeah, yeah. You slide the cursor back till it's just sitting there on the launch pad and yeah. uh it was that was cool yeah it it it, it, it was I, I i i have been i've been fascinated or fascinated i've been interested and i haven't heard a, a good discussion about why spacex did not have a what do they call it a, a diversion uh tunnel or diversion pit. Yeah, yeah, like... Because uh, they, they, I, I, I remember literally, this is, so this would be, what, 55 years ago now? Mm-hmm. Six, yeah, 55 years ago now with the uh, with the uh, the first launch of the Saturn V or the Apollo program. Uh, I remember a, 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 a significant discussion on television about the, the, the 
stresses generated at the launch mm-hmm. and the fact that they had a very large diversion tunnel to, 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 to carry like the channels yeah, to full channel, of water channel, channel, well no they but they sprayed the point was that okay. they had a channel to divert the 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 exhaust but about 10 seconds before launch when mm-hmm. you watched it they started literally with many 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 fire hose type uh, water sprays mm-hmm. spraying water at the base of the rocket so on the engines at, themselves or, well at, or at, or immediately below in, the engine directly below the engine directly okay. below the engine and the idea was that that, that, that was putting a lot of, of uh, uh, a significant amount of mass into the air mm-hmm. that was going to absorb, absorb the, 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 the shock of the uh, exhaust plume okay and and so you know, it, they, they, they viewed it at that time as, as kind of a big deal to, mm-hmm. to try to minimize the shock. Uh, I, I think at that time they were they were thinking that somehow that sh- shock wave, if you will, was going to was going to to be reflected to the, into the base of the rocket. It was going to impact oh, the so the flight it was more about more about preserving or keeping the air the, the the ship itself from being affected adversely by echo back or, or some sort of shock wave that, 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 that was what I remember from the discussion yeah. at that time but but the, the point being that they they, they they put in a lot of thought as mm-hmm. apparently as to what was going to happen at the uh, at the instant of launch uh, and, and the like and I, I, I was in, kind of had been interested yeah. at why SpaceX, chose to 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 just kind of build a concrete pad and and yes yeah, do the humongous do the cow pissing on a rock approach yeah because that's what we got that's what we got and i it, subsequently I, I was interested to learn that that they that spacex obviously had some concerns about the the the, the, the stresses at the launch because uh I, and i think their approach is to create this huge steel pad that's going to underlie the launch mm. uh, the, the vehicle and and so not concrete but but very thick steel hmm. and and apparently they that that is what that's that will be in so place for in the, the next launch or something okay. well it was already in the works but they didn't have it according to what i read they didn't okay. have it quite completed well yeah. enough to use use it on this launch and so uh uh the, yeah, that little the little teapot stand, I'll call it that. You know that that it actually sat on was the ring, and it had I don't know four or six legs under it that you know that actually held the the rockets above the concrete. Right. That thing took a heck of a beating. It was still standing, but there was a video I saw maybe over the weekend afterwards. Some guy had a really good telephoto lens, and he had filmed the whole thing. And then he zoomed in later to look at all the pock marks on the sides of the various tanks, and they said, "Yeah, I think the little star hopper actually took a few punches too." And you could see it in the background over there in the in the little park area, and the the building the the building part of the base of the tower, that whole side of it was just perforated; part of it tore apart. So. You know, like, like like they said. I mean, it's still there. I assume the arms are still working and 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 so forth. So it wasn't a total loss, but you can see there's a lot of my, money and time. And and if they're going to advance the 
the capabilities of the launch pad itself to where it's going to be able to literally take one back, load it up, and then yeah. 30 minutes later launch another one. Uh, they got a ways to go. So They, they do. But yep. on, on the other hand, from what I heard, you do, they, they, immediately after that launch, they, yeah. they were thinking, well, it was going to be many months before they do the the next one and uh, i think that what i read this last week is maybe one to two months is what yeah. they're anticipating for the new next one. i so, think one of the things they yeah. they were they, they from, from one of the the the, uh, the things i read they were a bit taken by aback by the the fact that it, in this case it, it actually destroyed the concrete they, they thought oh. in terms of it was going to erode the concrete Oh no! But it was so powerful that it literally took it took it apart. Some of these chunks looked like um, hairballs, like where you'd have a chunk of concrete that was maybe the size of, and it's hard to tell scale. Yeah. But um, I would imagine the size of a medicine ball, you know, type of thing you used to throw around in school. Right. All right, kids, it's a big basketball <laughs> that's really heavy, and this thing had rebar. All the way through it, so there was no lack of rebar in this concrete, right. and it that was just twisted, shredded. The rebar wasn't connected to anything else. This thing was flinging rocks with metal yeah. rope hanging out the side of it, and a lot of it. And yeah. and um, when I was watching Everyday Astronaut, they were at some condo uh, some distance away, and the 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 ship had already. I, I believe self-destructed. I believe they pushed the button at one point just to kind of end this thing as it was tumbling over and over. And then after a while, they're standing out there on the the porch of this condo, and they've got their computer out there, an over-the-shoulder camera. I mean, it was, it was well-rigged, little setup there. And he realizes, oh, that's rock, and it, <laughs> because this cloud had been moving over. And it was such that stuff got blown up as well as out. So this massive cloud of debris was moving and falling at the same time, and it just started peppering them. And he goes, "All right, inside." <laughs> Everybody, and that that actually reminds me of, 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 of a story I had read, but it's also a a, a significant scene in in the the the, the is it Herman Woke that did uh, the Winds of War yeah. and War of mm-hmm. Remembrance, yep. and one one of the uh, one of one of the uh, scenes they were talking about was after uh, a uh, one of the first great victories of the Soviets over the Russians, uh, uh, excuse me, the, of the Soviets over the Germans. Okay, yeah. Uh, uh, Stalin wanted to have a, uh, a a great celebration, right? So they were going to ha- they they were going to have a celebration and. Rather than fireworks, you know, today we would think they had fireworks. Sure. They they were going to, to fire off anti-aircraft guns. Cool. So, so they 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 were doing this barrage. As, as it turns out, apparently the only thing they so they they were they were kind of in the midst of Moscow. They were firing these anti-aircraft guns like straight up, uh, and and, yeah. and 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 apparently the only thing they had was live ammunition. So uh, the, the the story uh, involved people standing on the, out on the uh, patio of the American embassy watching this. It was a great show. Yeah. Until someone noted that the shrapnel was starting to come down all over the city, and right. so it was back. Everybody inside. Everybody inside. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, this this was not pieces of a rocket. It was pieces of the um, uh, of the of the 
concrete, the the pad and everything else. But so, in watching the 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 ship actually launch and its its uh, trajectory and all of that, we, we did notice it was really cool. One of the other cool visuals was the view of the bottom of the rocket, and you could actually count out the the engines that were running and not running. That was that was pretty cool. And then eventually fewer engines were running. Um, but I also noticed some what looked like jets. And, and ever since uh, Challenger, you know, I've always been looking at videos for odd little spurts of gas or things that look like right. everything should be coming out the backside. Right. And it looked like there were like two or three places I might have been able to convince myself that one of them was like, still venting something but i'm like why would you vent anything when the whole business part's supposed to at this point we're just supposed to be feeding engines it it looked like there might have been again it's all speculation as well because i don't think spacex has actually come out yet and said here's what happened well i i, I actually i think i'm talking about we're probably talking about the same thing or, or at least yeah. different perspectives of the same thing but one of the discussions that I heard, and, and it sounded like it was an intentional thing, okay, okay, was that that literally, as the the vehicle was leaving the tower, it actually moved the the vehicle moved laterally, okay, a bit, and it, 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 they didn't discuss it. Mm-hmm. At the same to the to the, the extent that I would have liked, sure. But I, but I had the impression from the discussion that this was actually a an, an intended maneuver. Okay. And so if, if it's I, I, it got me to thinking, if you're going to move laterally, you know, how do you make it do that, right? Right. And uh, and, and so I, I don't know if there are if there are any jets that are you know are are are, are almost attitude jets that could move it laterally. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. Yeah. But I, I did see the 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 uh, the, uh, the the visual from the of the underside of the missile yeah. going up, where you could see what whatever it was, uh, uh, twenty eight or so of the of the of the rockets of the engines firing. But yeah. These noticeable blank little blank areas in a in yeah, a few and places. they actually on the SpaceX uh, feed, they had a diagram of the operating engines. So right. it was like it was they were. They were tracking it and displaying it as well, um, but it was just that, and and this is a different type of fuel mix than than we've seen in, in rockets before. Just that crisp white look. It yep. didn't have the orange burn that we're used to seeing in in uh, in previous launches. But then when okay, so it gets up there and and they're saying okay, the next thing's going to be um, uh, you know basically main, main engine cutoff on the on the booster and then separation and obviously separation never happened it was supposed to rotate on its axis at some point like there was going to be some sort of uh not a roll because you you consider a roll around the uh the main axis of the rocket but a little bit of a tumble an intended tumble and it just kept going yeah <laughs> so well it, it, it you know if it, 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 looking at it the speculating it it, it it, it kind of appeared to me because they, they were literally were literally if I remember right they they were at the point of main engine cutoff yeah uh, when they when they when they when they had to to, to, to blow it up uh, and it made me wonder whether or not you know perhaps one of the major failing failures was was actually the connection mechanism itself 
Yeah, it could have been. Have not, it never separated. It never yeah. separated the the, uh, the the booster from the uh, from the rocket. But you know, from my perspective, when we jumped into the middle of it, but my yeah. perspective that that the, the the thing was just a roaring success. You know, in any way I look at it, that that yeah, the fact that 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 number one, God, that was a powerful engine. That you know, was two two times as powerful as a Saturn V. And that that just boggles boggles my mind, yeah. and 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 the fact that that uh, depending upon I, I, it was never clear for me precisely how many engines either failed to start or, or cut out, but it was seemed to be somewhere between four and eight. Uh, but the thing was even at that level, there, there that was enough redundancy. There was enough redundancy in the number of engines they had that it could have achieved it could achieve orbit. With uh, with that many engines uh, cutting out, yeah, I don't know if it would have made orbit, but it certainly would have made what this mission what this was, was meant for. That, yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah, and that and that may have been the discussion. Yeah. Uh. So so, but but so. But just the fact that they, yeah, it, it, that uh, many well, that you, you many independently controlled rockets that that just doesn't take the whole system down, right? So. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and and when you when you look at a you know something something that big that complex and and if you think about how many things have to go right to go as far into it as they did mm-hmm. versus how many things have to go wrong before you have to blow it up sure you know literally it, yeah. it could well have been that, that 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 there are three pins apparently explosive pins that hold the booster to to the to the starship, the starship yeah. Uh, if if any one of those failed to failed to detonate, if you will, failed mm-hmm. to separate, that could bring it all down. Sure. Right. So that 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 one little failure is enough to uh, to, 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 to to kill the whole mission. On the other hand, if you look at it the other way, how many things have to go right mm-hmm. to, to to get us to get the thing thirty miles up in the air? And, uh, and the decisions that must have been going on in that last. 40 minutes, 30 minutes, right? When it looked like they were going to abort and, and basically go through a dress rehearsal again. But then when they're able to go, hey, well, you know, we... we Wait, look, here's the plug. Yeah. Look, we forgot to plug <laughs> yeah. it in. <laughs> Joe had the wrong... Uh, yeah, he had his plus and minus upside down there. We're yeah. good. Here's something, but yeah. Well, that, I, actually, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because literally, you know, over the course of 60 years of watching this, there are... There are instances uh, where exactly that has happened all over the place. Uh, uh, someone on one launch, I remember some something was not plugged in, right? Mm-hmm. A, a, another launch that, that I always found interesting that, <clears throat> and I, I, I it was, uh, I, I think it was one of the, it may have been one of the early uh, 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 Gemini uh, missions. May have been the first time that they they did a t- Titan. I don't know. Okay. But the 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 failure was, um, and, and as a computer programmer, I, I I recognize this that that when you have an event-driven system, mm-hmm. uh, uh, what we would have called an interrupt-driven system, you 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 design the system such that that it's in operation, it's driven by by interrupts, by various things happening, and you respond to the things that are happening, mm-hmm. right? And and, and so. You need a, and I've, I've, I've literally tried to think about this in terms of, of the human mind and the human body, that 
you you have a you have a a, a, a machine that's almost a state machine mm-hmm. that you you give it various stimuli and it responds to it mm-hmm. right so you put you have it in motion it can respond to stimuli with certain actions and, and everything works great the interesting point with systems like that and, I, and i've had to worry about it in, 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 in programming big complex systems is how do you get it started mm-hmm. and on one launch they 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 they, they the, the starting uh, approach was there, there were, there, they, and I'm, I'm, I'm really waving my arms here a little bit about this, but the, the, mm-hmm. the gist of it was they had, they had four independent things going on that, that had to uh, uh, essentially be in sync, in, in synchronization to, to to start the whole system operating right okay yeah and and getting them in synchronization was pretty much a question of random timing right but this was random typing that was timing that was happening very fast mm-hmm. right and so so it's like fuel pressure had to be right the diff, the mix had to be right yeah, all that kind of like, stuff yeah, all those things and it all had to happen right when they were going to throw the ignition, ignition or the right. ignition couldn't happen right. if it did happen you wouldn't get what you needed and yeah so literally they, they did you know hundreds of tests mm-hmm. right and, 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 and dress rehearsals if you will and you know it worked right every time and as as luck would have it when it came up to the the first launch it didn't happen, and so yeah. in that case, nothing blew up. It's just yeah. that nothing happened. Nothing happened, yeah. Because because one they, of the conditions they, didn't arrive. Right, it didn't arrive in time, and they couldn't get started. So mm-hmm. if if you if you if you've paid attention, watched and paid attention as, as long as I have to uh, to these things, you, you know, there's there's been something weird that's gone on, literally. All yeah. I mean, virtually, you know, everything has gone wrong at some point or the yeah. other. So. But no, the, was, the, this, this one was the was, was a heck was, of a milestone. It, it was it was a tremendous milestone and amazing how much uh, worked correctly. Mm-hmm. Also amazing how many potential things that went wrong or, or things that did go wrong and, and yet the, the whole system continued to work. Mm-hmm. But how, how many of the things that went wrong? Corrections were already in the works, so so there were there were there were issues with the the engines firing up, right? Uh, uh, which were already corrected. Uh, some of the failings were have already been corrected in the engines in the in, next in, booster. In the, new, in the, in the next yeah. booster, yeah. And so so and along those lines, they talked also about uh, fins. So you really don't want big fins on these boosters or rockets as you go up, but you need them to some degree. I mean, some of them are actually built in to be able to bring it back because that's part of the mission. And, and the Starship needs its fins for re-entry and everything else. So I, I think the next version is going to be either finless or much fewer, far fewer fins to just kind of do some more dynamic, probably... Uh, surface stress or structural stress measurements so like you said i mean they've they've set up a sequence of these launches that are meant to gather data inform design keep 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 advancing i I was so i was so amazed uh 
Uh, well, I, there were just successive points of amazement for me in watching the launch. Mm-hmm. That, no, no, first of all, as many engines fired correctly as, as did, right? Yeah. Uh, that was awesome in and of itself. Uh, that, 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 that much work correctly. It was, a, it was a point of amazement when it, it cleared the tower. Mm-hmm. It was really a point of amazement when it started to do the pitch over uh, and, and, and went up. And, and the, I guess the point that I, where I was really amazed, there's, there's this... It through Max-Q. It'll go through Max-Q, this, this idea yeah. that... that uh, and if you think about it as a, as a physicist, you, you, have, you have some competing things going on You're, you, you, in a missile launch. Uh, you're going up, and so as you as you get to a higher altitude, the uh, air density gets less. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so as you're trying to push uh, a, a missile up, uh, air resistance is is uh, uh, impeding that. So mm-hmm. so it's trying to slow it down, and, and as it turns out, uh, you 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 have if you look at this in, in detail that the the force that is trying to slow it down is actually a function of the square of the the density mm. and, and so as the density of the air goes down you get a much more rapid decrease in the resistance to the right. so acceleration can so, be right it's, it's, but the rocket at the other end is trying to accelerate this yeah ever faster and so you have you have a couple of competing uh, things you have you have something that's slowing it down but at a decreasing rate Mm -hmm. you have the thrust from the the rocket that's pushing it up yeah that is becoming more effective as you burn fuel and the rocket is getting lighter lighter yeah and so there's this thing that that, that, that you have these two competing curves yeah and and there's a peak right At, at, at some point and that that peak is what they call the maximum dynamic pressure mm-hmm. of the vehicle and that's they also refer to that as max q it generally occurs uh for missiles somewhere around six to ten miles up mm-hmm. uh depending upon uh the rock the, the space shuttle uh space shuttle uh, uh max q would would occur at somewhere around sixty thousand feet Okay. Right, so 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 what, what would that be seven eight miles something like that yeah uh, uh, but 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 for some some uh, generally smaller vehicles it, it, it'll go higher than that mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's a it's a it's a very very noticeable point uh, when, when, a, when a, a missile passes through uh, max Q uh, that, that generally is is about the same time that it goes supersonic. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, for the for the altitude that it's at, and, mm-hmm. and the, what, what what constitutes supersonic speed or the speed of sound, uh, and that's usually varies. when they do a stage change. So just after max Q is when they, or is that? It generally, it generally is, is it's, it's a significant time after it for for for, okay. for, for this, this. If I understand it right, uh, max Q should have occurred at around. Uh, a minute to a minute 20 seconds into the launch mm-hmm. stage uh, separation or the, the first booster main engine cutoff is around two minutes okay okay so so it's it's, it's not, a little past that it's, it's yeah. a little past that but okay. 
in general, it, um, it, 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 you, you, they pass through Max-Q, and they generally have a call-out when it's going supersonic. Uh, so, so for me, that, that, was the, the, that was the point that I became totally impressed with this launch, is that it actually made it through Max-Q and mm-hmm. was still, still going great guns at that point. And right up to the point, and I, I guess it started to get... Uh, it, 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 Got ambiguous. Started getting a little wobbly. It looked weird well, before it, really, it got I think, to I think separation. It, I think it, I think it was. I think that they were at main engine cutoff when it when you it was visually got to be wonky. Yeah. That uh, that that and so that that's why it, I I haven't heard a an yeah. announcement yet, but I I think that they'll they'll find that that a significant problem that they had was at the main engine cutoff that mm-hmm. it was stage separation or some such was an issue yeah but god so much had to go right <laughs> yeah to, to get it to that point you yeah know? it's just just amazing yeah well cool looking forward to the next one well i i For was sure. i was i was i was intrigued as i say <laughs> kind of the original thought seemed to be that it was going to be four to six months and I think the last uh, note I heard from from Musk was that well maybe one to two months. Interesting. And so uh, yeah. I think the I think the biggest again I'm sure the biggest hurdle will will be regulatory. Yeah. Uh, because I, I I already started to hear and I, I I can I can I can understand it but I already started to hear. Yeah. From uh, the debris. Uh, well, from the debris and, and and just the noise, just the size of it that uh, you know people in the area are saying, damn that. That was a big thing, you know, and do yeah. we, we really want that around. And like, <laughs> my my perspective of it, of course, is that that if they don't want to launch it from Boca Chica, what I'd really like to do is offer up the intersection of Cesar Chavez and Congress Avenue yeah. in Austin yeah. as their next launch pad point. Yeah, uh, that old Radisson, I forget what it's called now, the Leaf or something. Mm-hmm. You know, you just build on to the side of that hotel something and you like could that. have a tower right there that's I, I think that would be i think that would be good and i i, I just have this or tendency to clean up downtown austin we go down bit. the street a little bit just launch it from the courtyard in front of the of the four seasons yeah that, yeah. that, that would work yeah. anyway i i uh, i i thought that it was uh it is as, as an old uh, uh a child of the space race and now exactly. an old man of the uh, of the of the coming uh, uh, space race. Uh, it was a it was a marvelous launch. I thought it uh, went very well. I uh, I hope that they, they can clear the, the regulatory hurdles uh, mm-hmm. uh, such that the, the feds don't try to shut them down again. Although I I I think that SpaceX is incredibly resilient. Uh, sure. I would not be surprised if. As we approach the next launch, uh, and they they haven't cleared, the, they haven't received a, a, a launch approval from the FAA. I guess is who does it. That uh, I wouldn't be at all surprised to find that. Oh well, they they also have another uh, launch vehicle on a barge on its way to Florida, and uh, we'll, we'll just say, do it from over yeah. there uh, rather than from South Texas. Yeah. It was uh, it was just a, a, a really really cool thing to watch. They probably have both. Wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> wouldn't be surprised. I I I I think that I'm just I'm hoping that uh, that you know it all does work well enough. I I'm looking forward to the point to see that 33 engine booster coming back down at the launch 
head. Yeah. I, you know, just and, and I, you know, with 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 the current Falcon rockets. I was going to say we have this expectation now that we've seen these twin pencils coming pencils down, coming back down, and this just unnaturally controlled, at the synchronized. Same yes. Yeah. Well, let's just bring this beast back to its pogo stick. Well, with the with yeah. the with the uh, with the with the the, the, the standard Falcon vehicles, I think they have what either nine or eleven engines on them, nine engines, mm. and uh, uh, so they they, they 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 fire nine to get up to, to to orbit. They fire three to slow it down to, to bring the booster back, yeah. and then they fire one, one. to actually land it. Yeah. I'm sure that if you start off with 33, you, you got to have, you know, three to five to, to stop it at, right. the, at the other end. So I'm, I'm just looking forward to seeing this this uh, uh, 250 foot or whatever it is tall thing coming back down and landing on its on its tail end. Yeah. Uh, back at the launch pad. I think that's going to be going to be it's going to be it's going to be just as amazing, of course, to see that 150 foot tall starship. Coming back down and landing mm-hmm. as well. I mean, that's yeah. that's right out of the golden age of science mm-hmm. fiction. That was that was the, the picture that was on the cover of about every third. Pretty sure analog, that's how analog Buck science came fiction. Home. Yeah. yeah. Yep. About every third analog science fiction the magazine would have one of those rocket mm-hmm. landing, you know, or taking off on the cover. So uh, it, it's it's marvelous stuff. Well, cool. That was fun. I, it, re- it really was, and um, like I said, I mean, the fact that we have this digital archive of this, that we can go back and look at all these, di- in fact, a lot of the observers were saying, I got to go look at so-and-so's feed of this. I want to see where they're, you know, what they saw from their vantage point. Right. The One of the advantages to doing this in an area like Boca Chica is that you you have much more access to people being able to video it right you know the downside is you might get some concrete in in the rear window (laughs) but um i think texans are generally okay with that (laughs) i don't know about the resort owners but you know it's uh we'll see and i I think if they can figure out how to keep the concrete from busting up the the rest of it probably will will follow along i think that i think that uh i i i I suspect that if 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 they can make it past the the, 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 the the regulatory hurdles to do the next launch, mm-hmm. I really would expect that they will have handled the breaking up the concrete yeah. on the next launch. And if uh, if they literally are able to get to orbit or near Earth orbit such that if they have to blow it up, it, it blows up out over far out over the Gulf of Mexico rather than still yeah. within visual distance. That a lot of the a lot of the uh, the uh, reticence uh, from the local community will probably start to go away because if it becomes routine, mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 tourist value oh, yeah. of that whole facility is going to be incredible for for South Texas. Yeah, I mean, it's the it's the new Space Coast. It 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 is it, 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 well, it's going to be more than the new Space Coast because uh, uh, there. The the, 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 the the economics are fascinating mm. given the fact that that the starship can put uh, I think it's either 200 or 300 tons in orbit but I suspect that oh, it mm. can put it can put twice that amount into 
uh, a suborbital flight. Hmm. And so uh, the fact that you can you can you can you can launch that and deliver several hundred tons to anywhere in the world in less than an wow. hour. You're like FedEx now. You're like FedEx, and 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 you know, you, I think you're going to see. Yeah. If, if you get to that mode, that South Texas, that that period area is going to look like uh, Memphis. I was reading a, a fiction, science fiction book that really took that uh, thought to heart, where there were uh, spaceports in two in North America. Uh, one in Asia, or actually four in Asia, sorry, one one in Europe, and uh, a couple in Africa. And the point was, these heavy lifters, they would put a couple hundred people in there, and, and this was like for military transport in this in this story. But yeah, 30 minutes and you were there. Yeah. So it was, you know, combined with the cargo they could move and everything, it was, it, it, I don't think the story was particularly patterned after a starship, but, but the concept was there that... If you if you take the equation of time, material, um, energy, it all kind of worked out. Yeah. Time was the biggest factor in being able to move massive amounts of material anywhere on the planet, literally anywhere on the planet. Because once you're up that high, you're you're basically just you're almost there. Yeah, just just nudge it a little bit this way or that way at the right time, and, and you've gone from uh, from New York City to 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 Rio de Janeiro. Yep, exactly. So. Yeah, and and the economics. I I, I did read a, a an interesting uh, a paper, not a book, but a paper about the economics and 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 the the, 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 the factoring all of it in. Just as you said, time would ultimately bring it back to time versus amount that you can deliver. Mm-hmm. That uh, that using the a, a, a rocket uh, such as that a rocket system such as that mm-hmm. is very competitive, if not superior, to putting it on a big airplane and trying to fly it halfway around the world. Sure. Well, so cool. It's a uh, it's it's an interesting time, and I'll. Are we getting close to? Yeah, to, to, we're we're about there. But yeah, wind we'll wrap her up. Yep. The the the, uh, the 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 vision that SpaceX seems to have is is to colonize Mars. That mm-hmm. that that is their clear goal, and and so you you look to the future uh, mm-hmm. at at what that means. What does it mean to colonize Mars, and what kind of time frame? Could you do that in, and and how would you do it? Uh, and if you look at n- n- traveling from the Earth to Mars, the orbits of Earth right. and Mars around the Sun are such that about every, I think it's about every twenty nine months. Yeah, it's every two years ish. Yeah, yeah. a little, little over, but mm-hmm. about about every twenty nine months, the, the 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 location of Earth and Mars is such that you get the most efficient. Uh, transfer uh, orbit, yep. if you will. So, mm-hmm. so it, it, it's very. Uh, you you save a great deal of fuel uh, by being able to, to launch it uh, a vehicle from Earth to Mars at just that time. Right. And with a a system like Starship, where uh, you can apparently haul, it's got to be. You, they can put 200 tons in orbit. I'm sure that they can make haul more than 200 tons from Earth orbit to Mars orbit. Mm-hmm. You know, so figure that it's say it's 400 tons or something like that. 
So you, you have 400 tons of material that you can move from the Earth to, the, to Mars. Uh, you can do this really efficiently every 29 months. You need, according to SpaceX, you need a million tons on Mars to create a self-sustaining city. Mm-hmm. So you want to get as big a fraction of a million tons all the way to Mars yeah. uh, every 29 months. And so you think in terms of a fleet of starships yeah. that are all launching at the same time, and you have you don't have one, but you have a fleet of them that are that are uh, and, flying and, out to Mars. Yeah, and and the and given the 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 point in development that we seem to be with these systems, it probably is not going to be in my lifetime. But then I'm old. Mm-hmm. But in yours, it probably. Might, as well with plausibility, yeah. you might you might actually be around at a point where you know you get a, an evening TV feed and there are ten or fifteen or twenty starships that have all launched off to Mars at yeah. the at the same time. Yeah, that, that's going to be fascinating. Um, and those could be time. advanced ships. Those could have, uh, you know. So we, we we've talked before about um, you know get some starships up into Earth orbit. They build something else that's a, a bigger transfer ship that could then receive supply pods and, and whatever, and then that dude goes off automated, well, and then you have the starships that come later that can then go out as a fleet, feed yep. off that mothership, use that mothership as a as a base in orbit, blah blah blah. I mean, I, I just imagine there's all these uh, that talk about some fun brainstorming. Well, I, I saw an interesting paper. Uh, and there I go, that, keep talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so an inter- interesting paper that, that, that someone, at, 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 uh, or some, obviously from some university, I suspect, or a think tank, had, had actually come up with the process uh, through which they could, could create fuel, rocket fuel, mm. from the materials that they had thus far uh, identified on Mars. So you... you, you, you you have the beginnings of an ability to actually create the fuel on Mars Industry, to, yeah. to bring you back to the Earth. And so probably the early missions, or the, the, things, uh, the, the early uh, missions out to Mars, you carry the manufacturing facilities to create the fuel to bring a lot of vehicles back from Mars. Right. You know, so th- th- there's this... There's this uh, cycle or, 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 or process that you'll go through to to uh, uh, provision, provision Mars yeah. to, 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 to let you get back and it's 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 if not within our lifetimes within our children's lifetimes probably to see that happen and cool that's that's oh yeah that's a fascinating thought fascinating well good talking with you thanks for uh Speculating, such, and speculating all this space stuff. Yeah, love it's it. Good love stuff. it. Yes, it's good and, stuff. And uh, we've we've now entered our second year of podcasting. Tim, can you believe it? Amazing. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. We just keep talking into the computer, so it's good. <laughs> well, fortunately, and unfortunately for for anyone that's listening in, well, as as a, as, a, as a really old guy, I probably will try to. Uh, 
talking about the same things in the second year that I've already talked about in the first year. Of course, I won't remember that I've already talked about them. So, uh, it's all uh, good. Just, just, just bear with me. Uh, <laughs> I can. I, I guess the best hope I can have is that I'm consistent. That I say the same things the second year that I said the first year. We'll, That's we'll see. good. We, we've got we've got rockets to to carry us through that. I cool. hope so. Well, as long as. Uh, as long as uh, Musk uh, continues out there to to, uh, to be the gadfly of the world, uh, uh, I think we'll be better It's entertaining, off. if nothing else. It really is. It really is. I, I look forward to it. Catch you next time, Tim. Indeed. Enjoyed it. Bye. Bye. And that brings us to the end of Episode 27 of The Mike Newman Show, where, yes, once again, Dr. Tim and I ended up talking about rockets after we got through a little bit of just general chit-chat about... Uh, yeah, technology. And uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, hope you enjoyed the, the conversation. Please send us some feedback. Let us know you're out there and any topics that you think would be interesting for us to pick up and talk about or some feedback on the, the discussion we've had here on, in this episode or previously. Uh, you can easily find the website for the podcast at mikenewman.show, and that's spelled M-I-K-E-N-E-U m-a-n-n dot show and uh on there you'll see um all the other uh back episodes you each page uh there's each page for an episode and you can also send me an email at mike at mike newman dot show you can also get a modern podcast app at podcastapps.com and that will be showing you apps that have basically all of the new podcasting 2.0 features implemented in it um things like uh, being able to send boostograms which is a uh, basically it's a satoshi based uh, messaging system where you can send some value back to us as appreciation as a boostogram with a little message in it for uh, for those of us uh, tim and i at the show and uh, we look forward to hearing from you and until next time john 317